My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. It's 2021, Scott. 2021, we're here at the Rent Perfect Podcast. Um, I'm so glad to be out of 2020. Dude, it, it, it's in the rear view. It is in the rear Barely, view. Barely, but it's in the rear view. Scott Arby's joining us today, our Vice President of Rent Perfect. Scott, we appreciate your time. And glad to be here. Kind of all that insight yeah. that you have in your head. Um, what do you got there? Rubik's Cube. That's just a throwback, oh right? Oh, my gosh. So my desk, yeah, on my desk, I've got a, a variety of fidget spinners. This is old school. Old school. Old school. There's no, nothing spin. But so Rubik's Cube for me has been uh, like a 30-year quest. I haven't, I've been working on this for 30 years, it feels like. <laughs> but I could probably spend 30 years working on it and still not get it. As a kid, I, I, just, I was the cheater who had to pop out the corners to get it to work right. I just undid the stickers and yeah. soon my stickers peeled up. And so, yeah, yeah, for me, I mean, the Rubik's Cube, uh, I brought it in today just because it's indicative to me of what 2020 was. Oh, man. It may have started out really perfect. I know a lot of us looked at 2020 vision and had this all these little cliches about 2020. But for me, it kind of ended up looking a lot like this. Yeah, it's almost like we as landlords made a move, the government made a move, and just kind of threw our whole Rubik's yeah. off. Right? I, I may have We're been solving it, but yeah. They, right. Yeah, Totally absolutely. killed it. Well, um over the years, I've actually learned how to do that. No way. Within 30 seconds. And you've just barely shared this with me. Well, I've had a lot of time on my hands, <laughs> right? So I will, I'll try not to take too much time here. Hold on. Sorry if you're watching and waiting. It's like, it's like watching David Copperfield a little bit. A little bit of magic. See it coming together? Yep. Okay. You're going to have to teach me. There you go, my friends. How Dang. long was that? Was that under 30 seconds? Yeah, you may have been world record right there. <laughs> call Guinness. Someone call Guinness. Boom. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey, listen, as private investigators and, and doing background checks for our clients and trying to help them find really what we talk about is the right tenant the first time. Right. Yeah. The reality is of what we're doing is real simple. We're actually looking at someone's history, their past decisions, and as an investigator making a professional decision on what we think will be their future behavior, okay? Mm-hmm. So we, we have a guy that maybe has three, four DUIs. We can probably make the assumption that, you know, he's got a drinking problem or at least he doesn't know when to call Uber instead right. of drive home. Yeah. And we can just see there's, there's a little bit of an issue there. There's an alcohol issue there of some sort. Um, now, enough time goes by and those DUIs are old and fall off. He proves to us that, Okay, I've I've learned my lesson, yeah. right? He's made a change for but sure. But on current yeah. stuff, we're kind of like, okay, landlord, you can expect that your your tenant might be in jail, might have you know a, a blowing device on his car, you know, might have some fines to pay, which might affect getting rent. Um, you know, we do this with criminal records. We do this with uh, with maybe looking at their jobs. If they jump jobs a lot, we can plan that they're going to jump jobs yeah, a lot. And eviction so, history or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. so really sure. the, hist- the, 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 the history of an individual tells us the best, I mean, we're not always right. We don't have a crystal ball, right? But it tells us kind of what we can expect yeah. into the future. Yeah, I think it's the best predictor we have a lot of times. Right. I mean, we, obviously we want people to change if there's bad habits out there, but this is a great predictor. 
right. of future behavior for sure. Right. And we have clients and landlords of, of all political parties. We, we're, we're not getting into one political party or not. I might use the, the word liberal today a little bit just because the progressives and liberals have a little bit more of a stance of, of trying to take care of the homeless, trying to take care of the poor, maybe the uh, drug addicted, mm -hmm. which is very, very admirable. But we found that in the last five years, if we do that background check and we do that history to project the future, we, we've seen some of their policies that we've got in the crosshairs of, mm -hmm. right? For sure, yeah. And, and, you know, I think landlords are perceived as the rich guy, you know, that we need to take care of the, the, the poor tenant. And, and I can tell you, being in this industry, not all landlords are rich. We're just trying to get by, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you might you might own one property, and now right. you're a landlord. That doesn't make you, right. you know, a Daddy Warbucks by any means. So let's dissect the last five years of some of the policies that were coming out <coughs> of liberal states, because now that that the House and the Senate and the presidency is held by one party, mm -hmm. we might see some more stuff coming down that are going to affect us. And we have to plan and prepare for that. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to be doomsday about it. We're going to win. But we got to know what's coming so we can counterbalance, make our moves, and do our Rubik's Cube, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Wait, well for me, what's, what's troubling is that some of these cities we're going to talk about, <clears throat> these are the crown jewel cities of our country. Beautiful. These cities. are the cities that are internationally known. These are cities that are just beautiful, and people go, "Oh, I can't wait! If I if I ever have a chance to go to X city, I'm taking that opportunity because I just hear so many great things about it." Right. So absolutely, that, that's the unfortunate part. And I've seen great cities go downhill, and it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. You know, yeah. one of the ones I used to go see, being on the West Coast, we I just take weekend jumps over to San Francisco with my wife. We love San Francisco. Yep. You know. Now, unfortunately, you go to San Francisco. It's a different San Francisco. It is. It's a, and and it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting. It's a different San Francisco, and yet we've had the same leadership, the same government, putting out all of these regulations and rules and ideas, and that'd be great if they worked. But in my own eyes, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they think, I don't think this stuff is working. Yeah. Right? But I got to worry about me as a landlord, right? I would never own property in San Francisco. No, I just not? wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do just it. Just too many, too many. Yeah, yeah. I know I know the issues there, but I, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, in San Francisco, you can go into a store, steal something under $750, and come out and get in trouble and say, hey, this is an act of survival, and then they will not even give you a ticket. Okay, act of survival under 750 that's fine. So you have a free opportunity to steal anything you want yeah. in our seven it's, it's that get out of jail free card we loved as well, we kids played monopoly right and that was that's what that really right. is so these poor shop owners are paying the the bill kind of mm -hmm. like the landlords are paying the bill on the eviction moratorium yeah right yeah how long can we survive you know the rich business owner or the rich landlord when we're losing money left and right yeah everybody's right? got their hand in our pocket yeah because we'll just yeah. be the next homeless person yep, for sure so let's talk about some things that different areas of the country has done. Um, Portland. Portland yeah. tells landlords exactly how to run their property. So I have to ask myself, are you really a landlord in Portland? You can raise your rents by 7% a year. Okay, so they tell you how much rent you can charge. Right. Right? It's, rent, it's rent control. It's rent control, yeah. absolutely. Um, landlords cannot terminate 
a month-to-month lease, okay, if the tenant has stayed there over a year, they now have to give them a reason why they're evicting them. It can no longer be like, hey, I'm just going to do this or do that. You have to have a reason to. And if you don't have a reason that falls under these categories, you're paying to move them. So as a landlord, I'm being incentivized to have short-term rental or a less than a one-year rental, right? Right. Which we, you know, landlords love a five-year, a 10-year Absolutely. That's what we tenant. teach, that's, right? That's the dream, right? So right. Portland's saying, really, hey, let's de-incentivize you from having a long-term, keeping right. 364 or less, then you're not on the hook, landlord, for moving expenses right. or finding somewhere but else. But the problem is, is when we, we turn an apartment or a home, we have an expense. So yeah. now we have an expense every year of turning. So we have to then raise our rents to cover the turn, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody loses. Yeah. Do I want to pay 4500 to cover the turn or to find my guy a new place to live? Right. Right. It's a lose-lose right. in every situation in that. So if I have a three-bedroom and I have to move somebody to relocate them, 4500 bucks I've got to pay to relocate them yeah. in Portland. How free are you on your property <laughs> doing that, right? Yeah. yeah, and as most landlords know, I'm not cash flowing thousands and thousands of dollars on a three-bedroom house. Right. So that $4,500 may be my entire year's yeah. income. What's one that uh, you like, Scott? Uh, you know, Chicago's got stuff. Seattle. Seattle's one of my favorite cities. I love Seattle. It's great pretty. food, great everything, right? Um, and then just looking back at my notes here. So the landlord must rent to the first qualifying application, right? Yeah. First, first in line gets, gets that opportunity. Cannot do a criminal background check. To me, as a landlord, that's frightening. Yeah, first in line or mm-hmm. first in time, I yeah, think is what they say. Um, it says, okay, go, you can go do your credit. You can go do your stuff. But the first person who qualifies, so you better have a criteria mm-hmm. or everybody qualifies, right? right? So yep. you better match your criteria, job, rent to income ratios, credit, or whatever. And you can't do a criminal. First person who hands you an application, you have to rent to. Even if you're seeing or you're feeling something that says, you know, this is not really right. Yeah. Right, like they show up with a couple other people that are really interested in the home, but but they're saying, "Oh no, it's just going to be just me that me. lives yeah. here," right. and <laughs> and you know, and then you can't do any kind of criminal check, and so Seattle landlords are just completely exposed. Yeah, and um, but again, that's that's kind of I'm I'm handcuffed by right. Right. a city saying this is our policy. Right, right, trying to be friendly to everybody, right. and I, I understand you don't want you don't want a criminal element living on your streets. Mm-hmm. But why do they assume that I want them living in my property? Well, ultimately, what they're doing is they're going to convince landlords to buy outside of Seattle Mm -hmm. in, you know, in the suburbs. And they're no longer going to have rentals in Seattle. I don't know if that was their plan to begin with. But now, who are you hurting? Not everybody can afford a home where they would, right? So you're actually going to kill the rental market in Seattle doing that. We know that they have taken that uh, case of um, no criminal background check to the Washington Supreme Court. The Washington Supreme Court sided with Seattle. So that emboldens them to say, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, we can can make more rules. Yeah. Uh, But it has been appealed to the Supreme Court. So we'll be following that one and see how. But neighboring cities and states will start looking at that legislation. Right. Possibly adopting that as their own, too. So this does, doesn't just impact Seattle long-term. This impacts everybody. Right. And, and what does this solve? Like, what did, it, what did it solve? Yeah. Is there less homeless people on the streets of Seattle? I've I been to Seattle, and think so. it seems like there's more than ever. Right. So let's go burn the landlord, but let's not really solve a problem here. So mm-hmm. 
crazy, crazy. Um, you know, Colorado, the whole state just passed a law that says you have to accept Section 8 housing now in Colorado. So right now, in, in most places, uh, do you accept a Section 8 voucher? I say no. Okay, great. I move on. Yeah. Colorado, they say, they, 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 they claim it like this. You cannot discriminate. They love to use that word, right? You cannot discriminate against the source of income, Right. Which is not a protected class. Yeah, right? yeah. Forget, like, yeah, <laughs> familial status, yeah, race. Right. We know our discriminatory now, protected now classes. Now it's the yeah. source of income, right? If, yeah. So um, now that's a whole state doing that, right? So we've gone to cities, you know, we've gone to, you know, Chicago's another one, right? Mm-hmm. We did a podcast on Chicago this year. Um, you know, our good friends Jane up in Chicago has been fighting that for a long time, and, and they absolutely tell you exactly how you can onboard someone. You do their, <clears throat> you do their credit first. And then you have to tell them if they're pre-approved without doing the criminal. And then you do the criminal afterwards. And then if you find criminal, you have to go through this whole procedure. They're not landlords aren't free they're to onboard no. to anybody. They have to f- to do something a certain way. And so, right. you know, yeah, I keep going back to what are our property rights? What are our property rights? And well, we'll and we talk about the national, right? And maybe you're going to jump to the national. And that's I mean, next. So go yeah. ahead. Tell I me mean, about the national. The national where, where this has affected every landlord in the country is eviction moratoriums. Yeah. Right. So, as the landlord, David, tell me how this has affected. Maybe it hasn't affected you, but it's affected the business for us for sure. No, it has for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. They came out with the CARES Act. The legislature came out with the CARES Act, right, in the summertime. And they knew they didn't have any jurisdiction over every property. So, they came back and said, well, if you're backed by a federal government program. Alone, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fannie Mae, Freddie mm-hmm. Mac, Section 8, then we have some jurisdiction over you. And so they took like 50% of the country and they said, you can no longer evict. And then that came up in July and they were having some problems and they gave a 30, made us all give a 30 day notice, whether even if our state said something different. And then they're like, well, listen, we don't want to control just 50% of the landlords. We want to control 100% right. of the landlords. So the CDC then comes out in the executive branch and says, um, hey, based on health, you no longer can, can do evictions, everyone. Right. Half wasn't good enough. Yeah. Right. And I remember I remember you called when you called me to tell me this. I asked you, does the CDC have jurisdiction to make that type of a, a decision or a law or a choice? But yeah, anyway, the government is a big agency that yep. feels like they can do anything. So we need to get to ha- what are we going to do in 2021? Because these regulations and rules and laws, whatever you want to call them. They're not going to stop in Seattle and Portland and Chicago. Right. They're coming to an area where your rental is. And to a city near you. To a city yeah. near you. And you don't <laughs> exactly. want to hear that. And you're saying, Dave, don't say that. But the reality is, is we have to stop this. Now, how do we stop this? First of all, you need to join an association that has some kind of government lobbying arm. Right. Yep. Whether it's a National Apartment Association, whether it's National Real Estate Investment Association, we need to start getting active and realizing, hey, this is a business. We might own a couple rental homes, but we need to do our part to take some of this stuff to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, how long does the Supreme Court take to get to the Supreme Court? Yeah. Years. Years to do Years that, and right? layers and layers of courts. Yeah. So we need to start preparing now for these these like liberal ideas that don't work coming into our area yeah. and so we can't do this individually yeah right? as, a, as a single landlord in baton rouge louisiana my voice is zero zero it will not be heard you're a one-man yeah. band it's a flapping butterfly wing no yeah. one's it's not making a difference yeah it's but, not yeah 
So we need to really take this year and decide, are we going to join a local association, maybe a local association that's linked to a national association? Right. We need to fight, to be honest with you. We need yeah. to fight. I took for granted all those great years that I've had just rental income coming in. Everybody left me alone. I thought it was, this is the United States of America. These are my property rights. I, I thought that I was owed that, and I still think I am, but yeah. guess what? Things those, have changed. Those constitutionally protected property rights. We have to go yeah. let this government know that we still have constitutional rights yeah. and property rights, and so now it's time to fight for yeah. it. That's why we came. That's why we formed America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to fight for it now. So um, let's wrap this up. But sure. Let's just say, hey, as we get 2021 going and we want to make this better and we're looking into 2022, 2023, Let's stand up as landlords. Let's get together. Let's link arms. Let's join associations. Let's let maybe you know, donate a little money into you know the landlord areas, and let's go fight. Because if we don't fight, what I feel is the best industry in the world is being a landlord is going mm-hmm. to get crushed. Maybe not in the next year, next two years, but if we keep going this direction, our kids aren't going to be able to manage yeah, rental no. properties. You know, Scott, you and I are old enough. We're going to make this. We're going to make yeah. it. We'll, we'll, we'll adjust. We'll sell. We'll, you know. We'll get through it. But what are we leaving our, our kids? And, and I want my kids, I teach my kids, time is on your hands. We're getting you rental investment properties in your 20s and mm-hmm. your 30s and 40s and in your 50s. You're going to have them paid for. You're going to get ahead. And I want to leave that environment to my kids. And so I'm now fighting for my kids. I'm fighting for my clients. And so... We personally are part of National Real Estate Investment Association, part of the NAA, um, through our local um, associations, state associations. It's it's time it's time to fight. Yep. And like uh, I said, link arms. Yeah. Work together. Do it. And, and take back control of of really right. my my own personal assets right. and things like that. So. so if you're wondering, you know, where to spend some money. Um, you know, what associations to join, please give us a call. Our staff is very aware of, of all of them out there and who's fighting for us. I'm going to close with this, Scott. We will win. We, we win. Will. The yeah. Constitution is on our side. We will win. We will leave this country a better place for our kids. I know we will. Yeah. Because landlords are smart. And until next time, continue to rent perfect. <laughs>